Setting boundaries looks like being selfish, but it really isn't. What selfishness really looks like is insisting on someone else take care of your problems and figure things out for you. People who have respect for boundaries would not consider someone protecting their boundaries as a selfish act. On this episode of Yours Mentally, we talk about boundaries in depth. This episode is in conversation with Ami Patel, who's a psychotherapist. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So in today's episode where we talk about boundaries, Ami, when it comes to our mental health and psychology, what does setting boundaries mean? And in what kind of relationships are boundaries absolutely necessary? Sure. So in order to talk about what setting boundaries means, first we have to understand what boundaries are, right? So boundaries are the limits that we set with other people. And the boundaries indicate what we find acceptable and unacceptable in their behavior towards us. So in terms of the relationships, I would say that they're necessary in all relationships. That includes relationships with friends, uh, with intimate partners, family members, classmates, and colleagues. The reason is that it's healthy to clarify to the various peoples, various people in your lives what you're okay with and what you're not okay with, what your expectations are, how you'd like to be treated, etc. Right? And we want to engage in that type of communication with um, pretty much every aspect of our lives. Yeah, and I also feel like it's very important to establish boundaries with our teachers who educate us at school. I yes, like yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, actually, that brings up a good point. So I would say that, yes, you have to also set boundaries with the people that are in an authority role in your life as well. So that might mm. include uh, teachers, professors, uh, bosses, yeah. etc. Right. Because we want to mm. uh, make sure that even though they might have more authority or power in the dynamic, that you're also very clear about what you're comfortable with and not comfortable with. Yeah. And then one other boundary I would set is also a, like personal boundaries, I would say. Boundaries with ourselves in terms of, you know, how much uh, social media exposure am I allowing myself or how am I taking time for myself and restricting uh, time that I might be spending with other people versus what I need to do for myself. So I think those personal boundaries are important as well. Yeah, and I also feel like a lot of people, especially teenagers and young adults who are in romantic relationships, don't really respect boundaries. Like, you know, the whole concept of it. Like a lot of people think that, oh, we're in a relationship, we can say or expect a lot from our partner. Because these people think that, oh, you know, he, she or they are not my friends. They are more than my friends. We're in a relationship because I saw something more in that person. And so it should be completely okay with me speaking to them about all my problems all the time because he, she or they are my partner and loves me. But people need to realize that, you know, setting boundaries is important because like your partner probably all the time does not have the mental capacity to listen to all your problems or doesn't want to listen to your problems. Like, you know, some of your problems could be trauma triggers for them. You need to understand that, like, you know, just because they're in a relationship with you doesn't mean they're supposed to or, or have to listen to all your problems. So I feel like setting boundaries in relationships is really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say even just a step back from what you said in terms of friends, I think that we often use the word friend very freely. So people <laughs> say, oh, my best friend is this or oh, my this friend or that friend. And I think what we don't stop to sort of think about is who are our actual friends and yeah. who are the people that we're friendly with, who are our social acquaintances, who we see in class or school on a high hello basis who are our colleagues or classmates. So I think it's important to also understand what the specific relationship is instead of just painting everyone with the friend label because mm -hmm. then it helps us also clarify what kind of boundaries we need with those different groups, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and also in terms of romantic relationships, as you said, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's both ways, right? It's not just having healthy boundaries so you don't overburden your partner but it's also having boundaries so that you protect yourself. Meaning, 
you know, if you're dating someone in the beginning stages, you don't need to open up and share every deep, dark part of you or every vulnerable issue or every challenge. You、mm-hmm. have to understand that trust has to be built first, right? So even if it's an intimate partner, a boyfriend, whatever, girlfriend,、um, trust has to be earned. So, one、yep. of the boundaries that you can set in intimate relationships is also how has this person shown me that they can be trusted,、mm-hmm. right? And so,、yep. as that trust builds, then you can begin to open up. But there isn't any sort of manual that says, that, you know, yes, you have to unload everything or expect the other person to unload everything just、mm-hmm. because you're dating or just because you're in a relationship. Yeah. That's right. I completely agree with you. Right. Okay. So, can you give our listeners some examples of boundaries for a clearer understanding of what they exactly are? Yeah. So,、um, I would say that there's sort of <clears throat> six main categories of boundaries, right? One is、um, intellectual boundaries. So,、yeah. that's basically the idea that you're entitled to your own thoughts and opinions,、yeah. as is the person that you're interacting with. One is that,、uh, like, and that can be something like、uh, political opinions. You know, sometimes people have very differing political opinions. So, the idea is not that if I feel a particular way about, say, government policy, you feel a particular way. It's not my job to convince you. I don't have to convince you. You don't have to agree with me. I have to respect that you might have a different opinion, and that's okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Another boundary is emotional boundaries. So, that's the idea that you're entitled to your own feelings in a given situation and respecting that others have the same right. Another type of boundaries are physical boundaries. And I think those are the ones that we most commonly think of when we think of the word boundary. So, for example, that's like when you're at the market and you're standing in line for the checkout. And、mm-hmm. you may have noticed that, you know, people, whether it's movies or the market or something, people have a tendency to crowd one another. So there's not、yeah. an understanding that everyone is entitled to their own personal space. You know, you have to, that you might have to stand at an arm's length. It's the same actually on the roads. Now, when you're standing at an intersection, you notice、mm-hmm. how little space cars leave for each other or two wheelers leave for each other, right? There's no、yeah. understanding that, okay, people might need space. What if someone has to reverse? What if someone has to change lanes? So the idea of boundaries is such a, A difficult one to, for people to process, right? So, physical、yeah. boundaries are, are another set. And then there's social boundaries. The idea that you're entitled to your own friends, to pursuing your own social activities, regardless of what your family members may think, or your partner may think, or your other friends may think. You know, if I enjoy, if I want to say, learn, I don't know, to play the violin,、yeah. and my friend says, Ugh, the violin, why would you want to play the violin? That's so stupid.、Mm-hmm. I can say, actually, I'm interested in learning how to play the violin. So I'm choosing to do that. And I would、yeah. like if you could just respect that instead of putting me down about my choices, right? Another set of boundaries or another category are spiritual boundaries that you're entitled to your own spiritual beliefs and you can execute those beliefs as you like. The idea that, oh, this is too much or this is not enough. Or, you know, some people might believe that, oh, as a, as a member of a particular religious group, you're not acting in a way that would be in accordance to that. Or what, based、yeah. on what their expectations might be, right?、Mm-hmm. Instead of respecting that I choose to do this, I may not feel that I have to pray a certain way or pray with a certain frequency in order、mm-hmm. to have my spiritual beliefs. And I'm entitled、yeah. to that choice, right? And then the last set I would say are sexual boundaries. And that's that you are entitled to give consent and engage in sexual acts as you like and respect those for your partners or your friends. That means Number of partners, type of partners,、yeah. no partners, etc. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So, you know how you spoke about the whole violin situation, right? Where your friend is like, oh, why do you want to play the violin? It's so stupid. I feel like in India, not many people respect their friends, and parents don't respect their children who 
try to take up you know these unconventional side hustles and so i feel like that's where the whole mindset of proving people wrong comes in so like you know instead of actually doing something because they like it now they're like oh now i have to prove these people wrong because they think i can't do what they expect me to do and so they go out of their way to do things that they don't like doing and i feel like this happens obviously because their boundaries are not respected and you know they're just left unhappy yeah absolutely i think that's definitely possible and also i would say that the the other side of it is that people want to fit in right especially yeah. when you're a teenager or a young yeah. adult in terms of development you want to fit in you want to be like everyone else mm-hmm. so when someone is doing something that's different it makes the other person feel uncomfortable like why would they want to do that yeah. what are yeah. people going to think yeah. right yeah. so i think that's another reason that people challenge those boundaries or don't respect those boundaries because they think no no that's not right but it's not mm-hmm. right according to who Yeah, 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 exactly. You know? What's right is like very relative. I don't think anyone gets to decide what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not a moral not, not everything has to be a moral choice or a moral yeah. decision. Right. So, Ami, can you tell us why it is important to set boundaries and how exactly does it help us? So, it's actually really important I think to set boundaries. As mm-hmm. I said before, boundaries help to explain what we find acceptable and unacceptable in the behavior of others towards us. So that's important, right? Because we should get to decide how we want to be treated. We should get to decide how we want others to treat us, to behave with us, etc., right? Mm-hmm. We can't control their behavior, but we can certainly determine what we are okay with, all right? And also, um now in order to do this though, this requires that you know what your limits are. you are able to be assertive it's mm-hmm. important to be consistent with boundaries right so sometimes what happens is when you're not used to it it's hard to do it but the more that you practice and the more that you engage in boundary setting the more comfortable you get right and also you have to understand what the consequences will be for someone not respecting those boundaries so a lot of times mm-hmm. what will happen is if i set a boundary and then someone doesn't respect that boundary or crosses that boundary or violates that boundary if i don't know how to deal with that i might not do anything So then the message that that other person gets it's ha oh, tika it's fine eh? she doesn't mind i can keep doing it right yeah. but we have to understand that what are the consequences does that mean that i tell that person you know what i've asked you once before and i'm asking you again please don't do that and if you can't stop doing that then i don't think i want to spend time with you right that's mm-hmm. a that's a consequence to someone violating your boundary and i think that we have to keep in mind that knowing what our boundaries are and mm-hmm. actually setting them are two very different things right so a lot of people yeah. will know what their boundaries are but mm-hmm. they have difficulty in actually setting those boundaries yeah that's true. right and we'll talk more about that later too yeah so ami can you tell me how do you set boundaries without hurting or offending the other person ha huh, this is a really good question i i would say here's the thing if someone isn't used to you setting boundaries then mm-hmm. there might be a negative response right because yeah. the people that don't like you setting boundaries are probably the people that were benefiting from you not having those boundaries in the first place. Yeah. Right? So yeah. if you're not and also if you're not used to asserting yourself then you may worry about coming off as rude or mean. But I think the first step is okay and also I think this is something that's really important to remember. There's no guarantee that setting boundaries won't hurt or offend somebody else, but it's also important to remember yeah. that you're not responsible for someone else's emotions or how others perceive you or your behavior. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You have to recognize that this boundary is important for me. and it's important that i set it because it's a way to protect myself and take care of myself so i'm allowed to do it however the other person responds that's their problem right mm-hmm. if we focus only on protecting other people's feelings then we're definitely going to hurt our own so yeah. you have to make a decision at some point whose peace do i need to preserve my own or someone else's yeah i think right that's, yeah that's one thing that uh, 
you know in india the whole mindset is rural people think log kya kahenge you know that is yes. a very prevalent mindset here, which is why i think setting boundaries is not a concept here that is known or you know it's not it, it is a very know. very foreign concept here it's a very yeah. um difficult concept for people to sort of understand and engage in it's actually when i when i talk about you know um setting boundaries in my sessions with clients sometimes and they try to engage in those boundary setting behaviors with family members or with friends they're often told that oh this mm-hmm. is a western concept don't try to put, do that kind of stuff here you know right. when yeah. it's not right it's a human concept it just hasn't been really allowed or encouraged here right okay ami what are some boundaries that must be set in therapeutic relationships and how do they help okay so as a as a therapist there are several boundaries that i do set right one is mm-hmm. and the main is around clarifying my role for the client so one is that i'm their therapist not their friend right mm-hmm. secondly i'm not here to give advice or tell them what to do mm-hmm. thirdly therapy is not about me so no personal information will be shared fourth that i will not be available 24/7 because re- number one i'm not their friend it, you can call yeah. at 3 a.m. and you know whatever there is a line and also that reminding i think reminding clients that therapy is about developing tools to cope with situations on their own instead mm-hmm. of solely relying on the professional to help problem solve all the time yeah. right my job is not to keep somebody in therapy for years my job is to help the person understand themselves better and understand how to solve their problems better or perceive their situations in ways where they can feel in control of their lives and eventually end therapy right yeah. and they help because what what boundaries i think the biggest role that boundaries play is that they they set expectations right they manage yeah. expectations so if i can clarify in the beginning that these are this is my role then mm-hmm. there the client is less likely to have unrealistic expectations of what mm-hmm. therapy will do right mm-hmm. so it saves a lot of grief from their end or yeah. surprise or you know whatever discomfort or whatever it is because they know right off the bat okay this is what this is and this is what she can do right okay so ami is there any link between childhood abuse and the inability to set boundaries as adults and how is it related okay so this is obviously a very complicated question so i'm going to mm-hmm. try to answer in a more simplistic way and just give an overview right because everyone's situation is different and unique so i can't sort of speak to it very specifically but what i will say is this that someone who's abused as a child may struggle with their sense of confidence and self-worth now mm-hmm. that can lead them to seek that missing self-worth in validation from others and the way they do it is through either people pleasing or approval seeking behaviors so they think okay if i don't feel good about myself but when i do this other people say nice things to me or nice things about me so if i keep doing things that they want they'll keep validating me and saying nice things and that will make me feel good about myself right mm-hmm. now what happens is when someone is in this behavior pattern a person is more likely to do what they think they should do or mm-hmm. what they think others would want them to do or what will make others happy even if it's something that they may not want right so what they're mm-hmm. doing is they end up putting other people's needs or other people's happiness before their own because mm-hmm. they think that's what will make them liked, loved, accepted, validated, etc. Also, it can feel very uncomfortable for someone to put their own needs first or even verbalize what those needs are mm-hmm. when they were never told that those needs are important as children, right? right? Yeah. And then also in in addition to that when they're already used to prioritizing everyone else's needs first, they often 
won't stop to consider what their needs are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, Ami, what advice would you give to a person trying to set boundaries after constantly being the peacekeeper in a severely dysfunctional family? Okay. So, I would say that, like the previous question, this is also a very complicated sort of situation to process and deal with. So, I'm just going to give very sort of brief and broad responses. Mm-hmm. So, first, I would say is you have to know that you have a right to have boundaries and set mm-hmm. those boundaries for yourself that you're allowed mm-hmm. to do that okay mm-hmm. second is to understand how the existing patterns are affecting you and your mental health so if you're being the peacekeeper in a dysfunctional family situation how is that affecting you mm-hmm. acknowledge that it's affecting you and then try to understand how it's affecting you right yeah third acknowledge that you can't change other people's behaviors but you can set boundaries on how much or how little you involve yourself in that dysfunctional situation or dynamic right and fourth and this is really important but very difficult mm-hmm. again especially in our culture that mm-hmm. just because it's your family that doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your mental and emotional health to serve yeah. them yeah but i don't think that's really respected in our culture like i feel like over here people are often told that oh you should take one for your family because you know just to see them happy you can or should sacrifice your own mental health you'll see it very often like you know something as basic as paying off the bills like say maybe the father is the earning person in the house and he's an alcoholic and you know he doesn't work properly you so the son or daughter will have to work like these two to three jobs just so they can pay off the bills for the house and it's like it's not really the responsibility to do that like it shouldn't be the responsibility to do those things like you know in india we're always taught to sacrifice for our adults or as people would say respect them but like i don't really think that doing these things is really respecting your parents it's just doing emotional and mental damage to yourself you know like you're going to be unhappy it's not like doing those things is really making you happy like unless you're doing it willingly then in that case okay i understand but if you're doing it unwillingly then i don't think that you know it's the right thing to do right but respect doesn't always mean sacrifice right i think that's yeah. the thing is yeah. that people forget that that respect doesn't always mean sacrifice respect doesn't always mean compromise and we're taught that. and also i think this is something that we talked about in our previous patriarchy podcast too is that for men the thing is is that because we don't have an adequate social security system our culture mm. has sort of decided that the next generation is a social security system for the previous generation therefore yeah. you your parents have done so much for you now it's your job to do everything for them but yeah. you know children don't choose to be born parents decide to have children and when they mm. decide to have children they're making the choice to raise those children and take care of those children but they're yeah. not you know you don't parent because you expect to be taken care of in your older years that's not the point of parenting right but our culture has a very difficult time with that yeah because it's yeah. just understood it's yeah. explicitly said and it's also implicitly shown that this is what has to be done and that anyone who doesn't is being a bad son or a bad daughter yeah not like right? it's the whole thing about oh my son will grow older he'll become rich he'll earn a lot of money he'll move us into a new house ha i think i think that's is that's a very rubbish it's even seen a lot in these bollywood movies you know you see it very often yeah. that they keep saying these things and like yesterday only i read a post on instagram which said that you know you don't have to be a billionaire or you don't have to be a leader or go out of your way and do extraordinary things and make a change and all of that to be happy you know you can just be doing your 9 to 5 job and still be happy but also you you have to remember i mean that you know a child's happiness is not considered as a priority ne yeah the parents yeah. expectations are considered as a priority yeah. also 
one of the main boundaries that I would say that are challenging in our culture is that parents cannot separate themselves emotionally or mentally from their children, right? So that's why it's all about because, oh my God, don't behave like that. What will people say? Don't do that. What will people say? You want to play the yeah. violin? What will people say? You want to dance? What will people say? Mm -hmm. uh, they don't recognize. They can't separate that this child is their own person. They are not an extension of me. They are not mm -hmm. another limb, right? Yeah. So I think that's another major boundary that gets forgotten in this discussion. Yeah. That, that in order for all these other things to happen first, the biggest boundary has to be drawn there, which is, no, you're your own person. You will live your life yeah. according to what drives you, what makes you happy, what makes you feel productive and contributing to society or whatever it is. Not yeah. what will yield us happiness in our later life or pride, right? Yeah. How many times do you see when a child graduates, they say, oh, congratulations, mommy, papa. Oh, so disappointing. I mean, I really wish that, you know, we could have a cultural change over here, but it's really hard because... It is challenging. Yeah, it is challenging. Yeah. Right, because of our population density and all that, and <laughs> lots of reasons, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just I can go on and on. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so I mean, you know how married life is full of adjustments, right? And one of the biggest ones in Indian marriages is getting used to these new expectations from your parents and in-laws. So, what are some tips couples can use to set boundaries in these situations? We'll be back after a quick break. Hey guys, this is your girl Liram, and you're listening to Self Reflection Podcast. Thank you guys for joining me on another episode of Self-Reflection Podcast. I hope this podcast episode finds you in the best possible state that you can be in for yourself today. Um, you know, and if you're not doing your best, I hope, you know, you find some time to care for your mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, and your psychological health. You know, I hope you find some time to do some self-reflection. Um, just gather yourself and, you know... Find the best possible way you can deal with what you're dealing with in this moment, right? First of all, let me ask you something, Aman. Mm -hmm. uh, marriage is full of adjustments for whom? Uh, I feel like for the couple, like adjusting to the expectations from their in-laws and their own parents. But like if you're asking me specifically in India, it is a bit unfair, but I feel like it's more on the woman. Definitely. 100%, yeah. right? Yeah. Because a, a boy is never told, no, bitte, you'll have to adjust. Yeah. You'll have yeah. to manage, you know, between your in-laws and your parents. Sabko dekhna hai. Right? Yeah. Men are not generally told that, right? So I, the reason I ask that is because I think it's important to differentiate that. So you, mm -hmm. coming from your generation, you're right. Yes, it should be the couple yeah. that is figuring things out. Mm -hmm. But typically speaking, it's not, Right. So yeah. that's why it is a very difficult answer to give because I think that every family and every family situation is unique and every couple's dynamic is different. But mm -hmm. what I would say is this, that I, I recommend that the big issues be discussed before marriage, right? Like, you know, will both partners be working outside of the home? How mm -hmm. will finances be handled? Do they want children? And if so, how will parenting responsibilities be bifurcated? What yeah. about domestic responsibilities? What are family expectations, right? What are the mm -hmm. in-laws' expectations of this married couple or each partner? So I think here's the thing is that oftentimes what happens is either the expectations are not shared mm -hmm. or expectations are stated, but then somehow they shift and change post-marriage. Oh, mm -hmm. yes, it's okay for you to work outside the home, but as long as you do all the household responsibilities first, then you go freely. We have no problem. We're very much in support of that, right? Yeah. So... 
this idea that in, in terms of setting boundaries, I would say that first the couple has to discuss all these things and then they can together set those boundaries, right? So, okay, mm -hmm. we've talked about this, this, and this, and these are the things that are important to us. Like, you know, I know some couples that are not, I'll say allowed because technically that's what it feels like, but they're not allowed to go on vacation, just the two of them. If they go somewhere, they have to take his parents with them, yeah. right? Now, if that's something that's important for the couple to say beforehand that we will be traveling on our own, mm -hmm. that is something that is important to us. So then after the fact, if they're mm -hmm. like, if the, say the parents are like, Oh, how can you do this? It can be like, no, but we had said, this mm -hmm. is something that's important to us. So we'll be doing. Also, I think it's very important in order for these boundaries to work, that the partners are on the same page. Yeah. There has to be a collective united front yeah. and disagreements can be hashed out privately, but there has to be a collective united front so that whoever the other party is can see that they are collectively setting this boundary. Because oftentimes when a boundary is set, Usually it's like, oh, see, she's come and now you're being like this. Or, huh, see, she's brainwashed you into doing this. So there has to be a collective decision mm -hmm. and a united front, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I also feel like the whole thing about vacation, I feel like even for having children, it's really hard for couples to have children in their own house. Like a lot of couples go for vacations to have children, which sort of seems strange to me. But like, I also understand because like, you know, their private space is not respected at home, at home and all of that. Yeah, and also even in parenting, I would say, I think another very important boundary for couple to, uh, couples to set if they're living in a joint family situation is parenting choices. Because yeah. oftentimes it'll be like, no, no, how are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why don't you do this? So couples together need to say, look, this is how we are choosing to parent our child. And we would mm -hmm. love it if you could support that, which is, I know, difficult to do. Or it's not difficult to do. Actually, the response can be difficult to deal with. Yeah, and like in India, I see it very often that when a couple has a child, it's usually the couple's parents who take care of the child, like more than the couple, you know. And obviously, the child will learn behaviors that their grandparents have taught them. And sometimes those behaviors might not be correct for the child. And if the couple tries to intervene, the grandparents are like, oh, we know better because we're older and we have seen the world and all of that. Yes, exactly. Thing, yeah. Lastly, Amir, I'd like to ask your opinion on something that a lot of people say, which is boundaries are selfish. Do you think they are? I'm going to turn the tables, Amin, and ask you first. Do you think boundaries are selfish? Uh, see, I'd say no. Obviously, I don't think they're selfish because, like, you know, you're respecting yourself. And it's also, like, for the betterment of yourself. Like, you know, it's not like you're doing this because you dislike somebody. It's just that, you know, there are certain things that you don't want to tell people or are not liable to tell them. So, yeah, I think it's completely okay to set boundaries. Right. So yeah. I will say this, that I don't think setting boundaries is selfish at all. I think yeah. it's very healthy and necessary behavior to engage in. And it's important for the health of relationships, all yeah. relationships. Uh, now, here's the thing. In a culture where boundaries are not the norm, like ours, and people think that they're entitled to know everything or offer unsolicited opinions, it can be perceived as selfish behavior, right? Yeah. If someone is, if someone, again, is a, in a, joint family situation or they're with extended family and I've seen this happen too you know extended family members will ask about someone's medical personal medical situation now what if that person doesn't want to share it's their personal medical situation right so they might say it's fine everything is fine that you know what's happened what do they say where did you go what did they say right and and if someone says it's fine they'll say oh you don't want to tell us what are we going to do we're through your elders we only want to help you right so yeah, it's yeah. this idea of not like no one is entitled to know things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, when you ask about boundaries being selfish, I think for maybe young adults, it's different. It's it's uh, probably equal 
in terms of gender. But as adults, you know, are men considered selfish or egocentric for setting and voicing their boundaries? Mm -hmm. No, right? Only women are. Because within the structure of patriarchy, women are raised to be accommodating and caring and selfless. So anything less than selfless is obviously assumed to be selfish, right? Yeah, yeah. But people are allowed to set boundaries. People should set boundaries. It is healthy and necessary and important. Yeah, and like another thing that I'd like to add here is that a lot of times when you're talking to people and say they mention a not so very pleasant situation that has happened to them, I feel like a lot of people will ask them, oh, you know, can you tell me the details of what happened? And when the other individual is like, you know, can we not talk about it? I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, why do you not want to talk about it? Tell me so maybe I could help you. I feel like you should never say that. Like, you know, you should never ask them the details because firstly, it's their trauma trigger. So if you ask them the details, you're just going to end up hurting them more. And I also think that you should learn to respect their boundaries because maybe they don't want to tell you. Maybe they just wanted to tell you what happened and not the details of what happened. Yeah. And also they don't have to. Yeah, yeah, right. They don't have to, so yeah. as a friend or as somebody that's listening to this, you can say, oh, oh, I didn't realize that you went through that or I didn't realize that happened. Yeah. Do you want to share more about it or can you tell me more about it? And if that person says, no, I don't really feel like it. You can say, OK, cool. No problem. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. So. I feel like a lot of people, at least I know, like teenagers, they take it like, oh, why doesn't he or she want to tell me what have I done wrong, you know? Ha, uh-huh, but that, that's the problem. It's not personal. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, I thought we were friends. Yeah. She's not telling me. Yeah. It's, like... it's not just teenagers, Aman. It's <laughs> everybody. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I assumed it would be only teenagers. No, just... no, no. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, okay. That surprised me. Right. So that was a very good episode. I feel like there was so much to learn for myself and like for everyone listening as well, I'm sure. And especially like I feel like this was a very important episode because in India, boundaries is like a very alien concept to everyone over here. Yeah, definitely. That's why it's important that you guys had this uh, Q&A. I'm glad that we could talk about it. And I hope that more people will listen to it and understand that this is something that they have a right to and responsibly to themselves for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So thank you, Rami, for being with us. And to everyone listening to you, thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for having me.